Welcome to the first ever episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. My name is Jeremy and I'll be your host. The podcast where we are going to be talking matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Now, some of you might be thinking, why a leadership podcast? Why do this? Well, my heart is, I've believed for years now that leaders are learners. You cannot take somebody further than you are yourself. And so as one of our priorities here at Eastern Ontario District, one of the priorities, strategic priorities, is to equip leaders, to help equip leaders. We do that various different ways, but we've never done a leadership podcast. And it's been my heart since starting here just over a year ago to begin and actually create episodes with leadership truths that that actually matters to leaders. And so that's my hope, is to offer you bite-sized nuggets, leadership truths that that will help you regardless of your context. You you might be, um, you could be a youth pastor, you could be a kids pastor, you might be a lead pastor, you could be just part of a leadership team. It doesn't really matter. The idea, the hope, the prayer, the intent is to offer leadership principles that you could apply to to various leadership contexts. And so bite-sized, when we say bite-sized, uh, my hope is is to create 15 to a max 25-minute uh, podcast that you could listen to maybe in your car, you could listen to maybe at the gym as you're working out in the morning or at night, or, or maybe you could even listen as an entire leadership team and then have great discussion. It would be a springboard leading you into some great discussion as a leadership team to help in leadership development. And so that's kind of the intent. I just wanted to share with you real briefly kind of the vision, the heart behind this leadership podcast. And now I am so stoked to get to our first episode of this Leadership Matters podcast. And so this first episode today is called Just Keep Breathing. Uh, I, I can remember it was probably... Five or six months ago, I was actually, because of my position here here at the district, I travel and, and put on various different events, and, and I believe it was at one of my events, I was picking up a coffee in the morning before the event started on a Saturday, I believe I was in Kingston, Ontario at the time, and at shout-outs to Fardellas, if, if you've never tried one of their apple fritters in Kingston, Ontario, uh, Google search Fardellas, uh, your life will be changed. Um, anyways, I was in that coffee shop on a Saturday morning, grabbing some breakfast, placing my order. Out of the corner of my eye, I noticed a table of elderly gentlemen that were gathered there from the community of Kingston, I assume. And, and they were laughing and carrying on and being quite loud. And so I kind of glanced over and I thought, man, there's a lot of elderly, white-haired people at that table. I bet you. Now, this was kind of twofold. The two reasons why, why I was intrigued by this group of people. First of all, uh, is my heart, my intent to, to live missionally. And so I'm always looking for ways to strike up conversations in, in public. Now, that doesn't come to me naturally. Some people think, well, you must be extroverted, and that's just easy for you. That's, I'm actually more introverted by nature than, than extroverted. But, and so I've got to work at this. So I just want to say that because I've often been accused of that. Well, it's easy for you. It's actually not easy for me. Um, anyways, that was one, one intent in going over to this table and talking with this group of men was, was for that reason, to, to live missionally. Who knows where the conversation would go. My second intent in going over there is because, like said earlier, leaders are learners. And I am continually on search of, of learning as a leader and bettering myself as a leader. And so I thought, man, I bet you this table, with that many elderly gentlemen sitting at this table, I bet you 
they would have some wisdom for a young buck like me. And so that's exactly what I went over. And we started the typical small talk and asked them how they were doing. And, and so I finally broke into it. I, I just went for it. And I just said, hey, guys, you guys look like you've been around for a little while. What, what would you, If you could give one piece of wisdom, one piece of advice, a valuable piece of advice to a young buck like me coming from, from a wealth of knowledge uh, that is sitting around this table, what would you say to a guy like me in life in general? And I didn't tell him I was pastor. I didn't tell him I was a leader. I just said in life, give me, give me one solid, valuable truth that's helped you in your life that you would tell to a young, young guy like me. And so they, they kind of all laughed initially as I asked them the question, oh, you're asking us, oh, wow. And then they, it got quiet around the table, and they all seemed to look in one direction toward the end of the table. And I started hearing them say, well, Al, what would you say, Al? And one of them finally spoke up and, and brought me into the loop and said, you know, Al there at the end of the table, he's 96 years old, the oldest of all of us. Al, what would you say to this young buck? And so without missing a beat, this elderly gentleman, 96 years old at the end of the table, could hardly muster up the breath to say it, said these three simple words, just keep breathing. That's all he said. In a simple sentence, he said, just keep breathing. And then he kind of laughed after. And I got to be perfectly honest with you on this Leadership Matters podcast, because that is my heart to, to be real, raw, and authentic uh, on this podcast. I got to be honest with you, as I, as I walked away from that conversation, I walked away a little bit disappointed. You see, in my, in my heart, if I'm to be perfectly honest, I was hoping for a little bit more, something a little bit more profound I could maybe uh, chew on, I could maybe use later on in a talk or something. I was looking for something just with a little bit more meat to it. But then uh, the more time I began to, to think about this, as I drove away that day, the more I began to realize just how profound this statement might actually be. I drove away that day thinking over and over again about those three simple words, just keep breathing. And I believe today that that statement, that simple three-word statement is actually way more profound than many of us might think at first glance. And, and I want to unpack that thought just a little bit for us as leaders today. You see, in, in ministry and leadership, we could be so busy. I, I don't know about you, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself. Uh, not just busy, but, but futuristic as leaders. What do I mean by that? We're always looking ahead at what's next. And if we're not careful, we can become so consumed by what's coming. I mean, we finish one sermon, right? And, and we're on to the next. What am I going to say next time I get up to speak or I get another opportunity to speak? We finish one VBS and, and we're on to the next, next year's theme. What are we going to do next year that's going to top this year? And we're, we're always looking at, at what's next. And, and I believe that's important. I, I'm not suggesting that that's a bad thing. Or, or we have, a, we have a, a leader step down off our leadership team, and we're, well, who, who's going to be next to step up and, and fill that spot? You see, we're, we're always looking at, at what's next. And if we're not careful, as a result of, of always looking ahead, always looking into, the, into tomorrow and, and what we're going to do next and how we're going to accomplish this next, we actually can, can forget to focus on, on our breathing, which is so vitally important to our, to our lives and to our leadership. Uh, 
this past summer uh, was my first summer in this position as youth director, and part of that role is is overseeing, giving leadership, and being present at, at four different camps, junior high and, and senior high camps, at both of our, our district camps, Ottawa Valley and Lakeshore. And and so I am I am one that likes to take care of my body and, and work out regularly. And, and so that makes it very challenging, especially doing four weeks of camp. You're living on camp food, um, which has come a long way, I've, I've got to say. Um, but you're also not close to a gym for for many of those weeks. And, and so it just becomes difficult. And so my wife is, is into working out as well. And so she started me on these HIIT workouts, which I actually I actually hate. I detest them. Uh, high intensity. Um, I don't even. I forget what it even stands for. But anyways, it, it's ridiculous and it hurts and, and it's painful. And, and then we would go for a run at, at these camps. We would go for a jog, an early morning jog in, in the summer. And if you know anything about me, I, I actually don't like running, even though I'm not that bad at it. I, I actually hate running. I believe the only time we should be running is if somebody's chasing us or an animal that's going to take our lives. That's a good reason for running. But just running for the sake of running, that's that's not a good reason in my books. But anyways, I, I wanted to spend time with my wife and she's going to work out. I'm going to work out. We might as well do it together. And so we would go for these runs in the morning, and, and, and i got to be honest with you, as I, as I would start to run, and I'm running alongside my wife and, and, and you know, joking around, which she absolutely hates, uh, she needs to focus on her breathing and that, and I like to just run and talk as I'm running or whatever, but what I started to notice the first few times, because I hadn't done it in such a long time, is, is I was so consumed with, with our destination and where were we going to run to? What, what point are we going to run to? And, and, and how fast? What kind of pace could we, could we have to get there? And what happened was I started to get cramps in my side. And, and the reason I was, I was starting to cramp up was because as I, as I actually took time to think about it was my breathing was off. I was not breathing properly, deep breaths in through my nose, out through my mouth. I was, I was not doing it in a proper way because I was so focused on, on what was ahead of me. And I say that to say that's exactly what happens to us as leaders, I believe, when we don't focus on our breathing. We get so consumed with what's ahead of us, what's, what's in the future, what's coming down the pipeline, what do we have to plan for, what, what's that next event, that next thing, and we forget to breathe in the midst of that problem with that is, is, is that breathing is so vital to our leadership. Not just our leadership, but our, our actual physical existence. If you, I want to talk to you just for a second, and I'm not a, I'm not a scientist or, or a doctor or anything, um, but physically speaking, breathing is the act of inhaling oxygen and exhaling the carbon dioxide that is harmful to our system if there's too much of it in there. Breathing, what are, bottom line basically is this, breathing is required to sustain life. And, and breathing symbolizes in our lives, the every, every act of, of inhaling and exhaling actually symbolizes a fresh start, a new beginning. And, and, and it, it symbolizes this, this, this type of, of purging that, that happens in our system every time we do it, every time a fresh supply of oxygen comes in and, and we exhale that that carbon dioxide every time we exhale. It's kind of like, for me, uh, recently over, over Christmas, just after the Christmas holidays, we, we decided, my wife and I, to, to purge our home. You know, kids get all these new toys for Christmas, so we decide we need to go through our toy room. We need to go through every bedroom. Let's get rid of some stuff. Now, I don't know about you, but some of you might groan at even the thought of that and the work of that. I actually, that pumps me up. That fills my tank. I love getting rid of stuff. 
And so I actually filled the back of our SUV so full I couldn't even see at the back window with garbage bags and kids' toys and books and, and just different things. And I, and I did a dump run. And, and I actually said to my wife, I remember getting home that day after, after going to the dump and emptying the vehicle of all this junk and stuff that we hadn't used in years and old clothes and, and just various items. I said, I, I feel so refreshed. It was so refreshing going to that dump and, and leaving empty. It was like this brand new start. And as I thought about that more, that, that's exactly what breathing is for us. It's like we, we load up our, our, our vehicle with all this junk and we have this purge session where we get rid of everything that's not vital to our lives and, and we have this fresh start. We, we have space to inhale some new fresh oxygen in our lives. It's like a trip to the dump every time we breathe. Now, I'm not here to talk to you, uh, obviously, about physically breathing. Although I do believe that is just as important as what we're going to talk about in a moment. And one thing I've learned through my season of burnout, and that's a whole other episode we're going to be talking about in the near future over this podcast. But one thing I've learned through my season of burnout and just going through some anxiety and panic attacks and various physical ailments like that is is just the how vital slowing down and taking time to actually physically breathe deep breaths like from your diaphragm and actually inhaling and exhaling big long and slowing your breathing down is actually so incredibly vital to our lives but I want to talk to you what it means to to breathe as a leader what does that look like because I believe we need to be intentional about this because if we're not, we're going to just always be looking to what's next and, and we'll forget to take time to breathe. And, and breathing is actually way more profound than you might think. And so I've broken it down into, into four simple parts and I'm not going to be too much longer. Uh, but I just want to break each of these parts down to what it looks like to, to breathe as a leader. Regardless of your context, again, I want these principles, I want this podcast to be uh, applicable to whether you're a lead pastor, a children's pastor, kids pastor, you're an associate, you might not even be in ministry, maybe you're a business leader and you could apply some of these things. Um, more so than not, they're, they're going to be principles that are more directly related to spiritual leadership, but, but possibly there'll be times where, where these things could be applied to, to business leadership as well. And so I'm really hoping and, and believing that you will... You, you will promote this this podcast and tell your friends, tell other leaders, whether it be in the church or outside of the church. So here's here's what I, just four simple things, what I believe it, it means and what it looks like to breathe as a leader. The, the first area is, 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 is something that renews our spirit, our spiritually speaking. And, and I believe that comes through through presence, through spending time in God's presence and prayer. I believe that's what it looked, one of the ways it looks like to breathe, to slow down to breathe, is to spend time in God's presence. And, and I believe when we do this, it, it renews our spirit. It fills our spirit with fresh oxygen, just like, just like inhaling a fresh breath of air does to our, to our lungs and, and to, our, to our system. You see, leaders are, you're, whether you realize this or not, leaders, you are God's contact point for your people. Now I'm not suggesting that, that you have a you know you have tapped into to God's presence like nobody else can in your church or your ministry. That's not what I'm suggesting that there's a hierarchy and uh, we've done away with that. The moment Jesus did that, accomplished that through his death and resurrection, the, the, the veil had been torn. and we all have access to God. 
But for many of us, you, you are going to be God's contact. Spiritually speaking, you are God's contact point for your people. Because many of your people, whether you want to realize this, own up to this, face this truth or not, many of your people are not spending time in his presence like they need to be. And so in essence, you become God's contact point for your people. That's why you exist, to hear from God and then deliver those messages to your people. It's one of your, your, your jobs as a leader, as a spiritual leader. And, and, and we need to be about this. We need to be about spending time in God's presence. We need to be about making ourselves inaccessible to man so that we can be fully accessible to God. I've said this many times to leaders before when speaking to a group of leaders. If you're never fully accessible to God, if you're, and what I mean by that is if, if you're always accessible to man, they can always get a hold of you. There's, there's no period in your life where, where, where people cannot get a hold of you, then you'll never be fully accessible to God. That's just the truth. So think about your life. Are there moments, are there periods in, in your day or your week or your calendar when, when you become inaccessible to man? Where there's, there's a period in my day where, where nobody can get me, where I close the office door and I'm in his word, in his presence. There's moments when I'm driving in my car where I'm in his presence and I shut off the phone or, or shut off technology and nobody can have access to me but the Father. Because I want to I be constantly spending time make, making sure that I am, I am spiritually breathing, that, that my spirit is being renewed and refreshed. Another way that, that I believe we need to breathe as leaders is, is through physical rest, through resting. And, and the area that this renews is, is our physical body. Interesting to, to me that uh, the Sabbath was, was not a suggestion. It was actually a command given in the Old Testament. Yet so many, many of us order our lives in a way that, that speaks, our actions speak uh, that, that the Sabbath was just a suggestion. Well, if I can fit it in, if I got time, but, but other things arise. And I, I get it. There's emergency situations. There's, there's moments where, where you've got to figure out a different time to take that Sabbath, but you've still got to take it. It's not a suggestion, leader. And some of you need to hear this today more than maybe any of the other things I'm going to talk about is, is this whole Sabbath idea that you need to physically rest. It's the way that your body breathes by resting and not thinking about, not looking at email, not, not checking social media. I'm reading a book and, and the author is speaking. There's one whole chapter devoted to, to this thing called, he calls going dark, where you would go dark for 24 hours a week that you would pick an entire 24-hour period where you would go dark. That means going dark, he, he calls it not checking your email, not looking at social media, not doing anything technology-wise. You put the phone away, shut it off, whatever you need to do for 24 hours, and you would go dark. Uh, I think this could, this could bring whole new life to so many leaders if, if we would learn to go dark as well, and, and this is a plug for a future podcast, but as well as save many of you from, from burnout, from ministry burnout. But that's a different, for a different day. So we need to rest. Third thing is, is through learning. One of the ways that we breathe as leaders is, is, is by renewing our minds through learning. I, I've said it a couple times already in this podcast that leaders are learners. We need to be continually learning. You see, the moment you stop learning, leader, you stop leading. Because we can only take people as far as we are ourselves. And if you stop learning, you stop leading. 
And, and we can learn through various ways. We can learn through reading books. We can learn through listening to books. We can learn through listening to podcasts such as this. And so I'm just pumped that you're listening today because that means that most likely you are a leader who wants to learn or you wouldn't be listening to this in the first place. We can lead through, through, through going to conferences is another way that we learn. We, we learn through gathering with other like-minded people in small groups and sharing resources. One of the, the greatest ways that, that I've learned as a leader is, is just to surround myself with other leaders and there's no maybe set agenda even, but just hanging out with other, with other leaders in, in, in ministry, uh, I've learned so much, sometimes more than going to a conference or listening to a podcast or even reading a book. We need to be learners. And then finally, the last one is maybe one that, that many of you wouldn't think of, but one of the ways we breathe as leaders is by dreaming. And this renews our soul. See, leaders, just as when we stop learning, we stop leading, in the same way, when we stop dreaming, we actually start dying. You see, when you think at your life and your, your leadership, when you think and all you ever think of is that your greatest days are behind you and you think back to the glory days, that's actually a sign that you have started dying. You've started decaying. You see, if, if we really believe God is who he said he is and, and, and is truthful and his word is, is the infallible truth of God, then we have to keep believing, no matter what physical age you might be today, listening to this podcast, young or old, that our greatest days are still ahead of us. And if you are alive, if you are physically breathing today, then God has still got stuff for you to do. He's still got an agenda. He's still got a plan for your life. He is not done with you yet. And so uh, one of the things I would say to you today, and, and I've learned this through my own experience and my own season that I've gone through, is you've got to hold on to those dreams, no matter how difficult that might be, but keep dreaming. And if you're not in an environment today where you're allowed to dream, then I'm telling you the writing is on the wall. You will begin to die on the inside. You've got to hold on to your dreams whatever that looks like for you. And so why, why do any of this? Why, why this whole idea? Why this topic of, of just keep breathing? Why, oh, why that? Well, because every living cell in and around your leadership needs a fresh dose of oxygen today. And that comes through, through time in his presence, through resting, through learning, and through dreaming, I believe, for us as leaders. That's what it means to keep breathing. And so today, wherever you are as a leader, maybe you're just starting out, maybe you're a seasoned leader, you've been in ministry for 30, 40 years now, I would encourage you, no matter what stage, age, or season you might be in, that you would just keep breathing. What a profound idea that is. Because I'd love to be around at 96 to be able to tell the next generation of leaders coming up after me to just keep breathing. I hope this has meant something spoken to your heart today. Please, if you would take a moment and subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, you could search for it there. Find us on our website, eodyouthchannel.com. Share this with somebody else. Don't just keep it to yourself. And until next time, peace on your melon.